This is the Perfect Pup Podcast, helping you build a better relationship with your pup. Presented by Pupford. Hello, pup parents, and welcome to today's episode of the Perfect Pup Podcast. My name is Devin. I'm really excited for today's episode for a couple of reasons. Number one, we have Monica Callahan on with us, and she is probably one of the best people to talk to about the topic that I am so excited about, which is therapy dogs and what they actually do and how they can benefit people around them. So thank you so much, Monica, for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited. I am as well. I was mentioning to Monica beforehand that I've always had an interest in therapy dogs and what they do. And I think generally there are some misconceptions and there are some kind of question marks about you know, you hear therapy dog, but you don't really know what it might mean. So we're going to dive into that. We're going to give an overview of not only what therapy dogs do, but how Monica is working in that field to um, just kind of bring more knowledge to everyday pup parents like me and like our listeners. Um, And I want to give a quick overview of who Monica is. So you know who I'm talking to. I'm going to do a little bit of reading here because I don't want to miss anything. So Monica has been a professional dog trainer for over 10 years and graduated from the Karen Pryor Academy. She's currently serving on the board of directors for the Alliance of Therapy Dogs, which we will talk more about. Um, She is a current rally judge for the CWAGS organization. And in 2021, she graduated from the prestigious licensing program, Family Paws. Uh, I wasn't familiar with Family Paws, and she explained to me, Family Paws is geared toward working with families who are welcoming babies into families with dogs or continuing to keep toddlers and children's children safe and dog aware. So a very important program. Um, and on top of all that, she also runs uh, her own dog training company, Family Fido Dog Training. She helps start the MYR Airport Pets Therapy Dog Program pretty recently. And on top of all of that, she uh, has uh, Monica and her husband started what they call the hero dogs to showcase the therapy work that their specific dogs are doing uh, for first responders and crisis response. So you sound like you're a very busy person. You've got a lot going on, a lot that you're doing, which I love to see that. Anything I missed on on your intro or anything you want to add? No, that's pretty much it. I've been doing therapy work. Um, I believe I certified with my first dog in 2011. Um, And so we've kind of been here and there. I also had my kids starting in 2012. So it's been interesting raising kids and being in the dog world all at the same time. So that's awesome. I have even more, I'm even more appreciative of you taking the time to be (laughs) on on the episode. So let's get right into it. So kind of gave a quick story there that you've been doing therapy work for over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. How, how did you originally get started with therapy dogs and why did you decide to get your dog to become a therapy dog? So um, honestly, my first dog I had, I got when I was 12 um, and she would have been a phenomenal therapy dog, but I knew nothing about it at that time um, or really anything about dog training. She was just kind of naturally that good dog we always have growing up. Um once I went to college, I was going for pre-vet um, in biology, but I was also getting kind of into dog training at that same time. Um, my local dog trainer, I didn't necessarily agree with their training protocols. So for my second dog I got, um, I wanted to find someone that I aligned with a little better. So I ended up going about an hour away. 
Um, and she was big into therapy dogs. Um, and so she was a tester observer for, we were then called Therapy Dogs Incorporated. Um, and so I took puppy class with her and she's like, hey, we were kind of becoming friends at that point. You know, your dog seems like they would be a really awesome therapy dog. Have you ever considered it? Um, and I had probably known about therapy dogs, but not really anything about getting into them or anything like that. So we kind of just started seeing how he would do. And I immediately fell in love with the work. And now she is also on the board of directors, um, as am I. So it's very exciting. That's awesome. I, I love that. I I have found that most people that I have on the podcast, right? Like it starts with just your own personal experience and it turns into, you know, something where you just, you fall in love with it. And you realize, wow, this needs to be something that more people can kind of be a part of and take advantage of. So yeah. on that note, you mentioned what used to be called um, Therapy Dogs Incorporated now is Alliance of Therapy Dogs. What exactly yeah. is Alliance of Therapy Dogs and what is your role within that group? So Alliance of Therapy Dogs, we are over 30 years old now. Um, we are a testing and certifying organization. And the reason that you want to test and certify with a legit organization is because we provide liability insurance when you're volunteering with your dogs. So a lot of those places that we go to visit either require or really appreciate that you have that liability insurance when you visit. That makes a lot of sense. It's good to have your career <laughs> covered. So we talked a little bit pre-recording. What what exactly does that look like, the testing and becoming certified, you know, kind of in, in a nutshell? Because you mentioned that it's not just, you know, your quote unquote obedience type tests. What, what does it entail for a dog to potentially become certified as a therapy dog? So... Our organization is a little different in terms of testing, um, and it's actually why I really love our organization, because we really like to take into account how our dogs are feeling about it. Um, so it's not like a obedience test where they have to sit and stay and things like that. Um, our handling portion of our test is very, uh, can your dog walk nicely with you? That is a big thing because you don't want to be tripping or being pulled over or anything like that when you are visiting. Um, so a lot of it is nice, loose leash walking. Um, we actually run someone kind of by you like a nurse would if you're running down the hall or something pretty quickly to get to an emergency um, and then kind of walk you by someone who's walking a little weird um, just to see how your dogs do around those things. We do put hands on the dogs to make sure they're comfortable being touched everywhere. Um, and then we do have them come up to be pet um, for someone who is seated because that's something they're going to be doing a lot, too. Um, after that, we actually go on three therapy observations with you. So your dogs get to go on three visits um, and we record, you know, any comments, uh, observations that we make. There is an optional fourth one. If we see something that's like, mm, I don't know how I felt about that. Let's throw on an extra observation just in case. Um, and then that we do put pass and fail on that, um, but we don't give you the official go ahead until you send it into the office. The office looks it over and then they let you know, congrats, you've passed or. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, it sounds mm -hmm. very thorough and, you know, it sounds like you were saying it's very hands on and applicable, which is which is how it should be. So that's kind of a nice segue into, I guess, kind of the meat of this <laughs> this episode is what do therapy dogs actually do? Because I think a lot of us pup parents have seen stories like 
you know, a, a therapy dog going into a senior citizen's home or, you know, therapy dogs. I've seen articles about them being set up outside of college campuses during finals or things like that. But w- what is their role? What are they actually doing when, you know, you say, I have my therapy dog, I'm going to go work with them. What does that entail? Um, I think it varies on where you are visiting. Um, and they're realizing that you can use them in so many different places now compared to just nursing homes or hospitals like it was back in the day. Um, I like to think that, you know, we've, we have research saying that even just petting a dog for 10 minutes can really help lower your cortisol levels, your heart rate, things like that. So we know that that stuff is working. Um, how we can apply that to different people varies. Um, so you might see dogs, you know, like we go to the airport weekly, people always ask us, what do the dogs do at the airport? Um, a big thing I think honestly is the workers. Um, they are dealing with high stress, um, between people that are flying or delays in the flights and it puts a lot of stress on them. Um, and so just seeing like the security officer in the front of our airport all the time, just her face lights up. She just, you could see her just take a big deep breath because she's dealing with people that she has to tell to keep moving all the time. And some of them give them attitude. Um, and so just seeing her be able to like, okay, I get five seconds to just sit here and pet a dog and not worry about anything else. Um, it's a really big breather. Um, I had walked by someone else in the airport the other day who just came over and said, oh my gosh, I started crying as soon as I saw the dog. And she came over and pet and apparently had just lost a child. Um, so you really never know what you're going to run into in these situations. We have dogs who are um, doing uh, prosecutions to help children be able to testify um, because just having that dog there gives them something to do with their hands, helps them feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, they can be anywhere from funeral homes, just helping people that are grieving to uh, our first responders who deal with high stress every day. Um, and just getting that five minutes to be able to sit there and pet a dog and focus on that um, just really helps lower those blood levels, you know, cholesterol. Wow, that uh, that's honestly really powerful because I, you know, you look at the everyday stresses that we have as human beings. And I think for those of us with dogs in our own home, I think we sometimes kind of take it for granted and to hear that, you know, you're, you're going up to these people in their workplace and, and being able to just provide that kind of stress relief for them. I'm sure that's so, so powerful for them. I, I'm, I'm curious, I, I didn't really plan for this, but I know you mentioned first responders and um, I know that's more along the lines of what your dogs specifically are doing. So can you tell me a little more outside of the airport side of things, uh, how your therapy dogs are working with first responders? Sure. Um, So my husband's actually a first responder. Um, He was a veteran and went overseas a couple of times. He was a police officer for seven years and now he's a firefighter paramedic. Um, We've always enjoyed working with them because they are a different crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not very expressive. Um, You know, even just looking at my husband, they don't like to show those emotions a lot. Um, and so seeing them take that five minutes to be like, oh, a puppy, like, hello, <laughs> you know, it, it's very touching that, you know, my dogs can help them feel a little bit of relief. Um, 
we moved down here about a year and a half ago, but before that we were doing a lot of just kind of going to any training that they had, um, just to kind of give them some downtime with the dogs. Um, we have not specifically done any, uh, crisis response work down here with them. Um, but we do have dogs who, you know, if they have a traumatic situation, they're bringing dogs in to help the guys just kind of relax, take a few minutes to just, you know, chill out. So there's a lot of different ways that they can help. We do have actually a lot of programs in South Carolina right now um, that are really trying to focus on post-traumatic stress disorder in our first responders. Mm -hmm. um, and so they are setting up different um, speeches and things like that that they're bringing dogs into or even kind of a response team for guys that are struggling, you know, and the dogs are a part of that too. I love that. I, <laughs> man, it gives me like a little bit of like the warm fuzzy feelings, you know, because <laughs> like, I love, I love dogs overall. You do like everyone here listening, they love dogs, <laughs> but it's so powerful to remember that like, they're more than just these animals in our homes, right? Like they are, yeah living breathing creatures that have feelings and emotions and not only that but they can tap into those feelings and emotions of the people around them it's just it's such an amazing work <laughs> that you're a part of and that i'm you know we're getting to learn about right now so mm -hmm. i'm sure there are a lot of people listening or watching who are going to think okay this sounds awesome what do i do how i want to become involved you know, they might be thinking, well, I don't know if my dog could walk super calmly next to a, a nurse rushing, <laughs> rushing by, or I don't know if I could handle this, or do, does my dog have the temperament? Like, what do you recommend or what do you kind of guide people to to think about or look at when they're considering having their dog become a therapy dog? I tell people, um, obviously, you want to do it safely and positively, but to get your dogs out there to see if they actually enjoy visiting. A lot of people think that, you know, my dog likes to be pet by me or my family members. But when you get them out into public, they're not comfortable with it. Um, I actually had someone bring me in to say, I want to do this work with my dog. I want to do it. I want to do it. And I came inside and the dog was terrified. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, does your dog really want to do it? I understand you want to do it. I totally get that feeling because I want to do it. But does your dog really want to do it? Um, and so I really stress like, don't force your dogs into this because it's only going to make them more afraid or more uncomfortable. Um, and that's when we start to see issues of our dogs being uncomfortable because people want to do it so bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, just getting your dogs out there comfortably and making sure that they're comfortable um, visiting with people. And obviously you want to work on, you know, the nice greetings and the not jumping and the nice walking um, but for ATD, we, that's what we call ourselves, Alliance of Therapy Dogs, you don't need any prior classes or anything like that. So your dogs can be just self-trained. Um, you don't need to, you're not required any classes. So, you know, if you feel like you're ready, then you are more than welcome to head to the website and, you know, search up that tester observer who can help you test. But yeah, otherwise, then maybe if you are more comfortable with classes, then, you know, get into just kind of like a a CGC is not required, but it's not a bad class to kind of say, oh, okay, does my dog kind of have some of the things that it needs to go through? Yeah, I love that. That's great advice. I'm just going to tell for those who don't know, CGC is canine <laughs> citizen, um, which is a kind of probably one of the more common tests that <laughs> you might have for uh, general just training for uh, mm -hmm. 
house house dog. So I, I love that. That's great advice. I always think it's so important to, yeah, not, I just did an episode about, you know, not putting our dogs into situations that <laughs> they're just not built for or not ready for. And that's totally okay. So uh, one kind of last question to wrap things up. I know in especially the age of social media, there's a lot of different conversations about therapy and service and emotional support and, you know, those types of things. So if you could have people walk away with maybe one kind of clarifying point about therapy dogs or something that you maybe wish people understood about therapy dogs, what what might that be? So, and that's a big thing that I spend a lot of time at the airport. Everyone's asking, does she fly? Where are you guys going? Service dogs, they help mitigate disabilities for their owners. Um, and so if I had a you know disability and my dog helped me with a task that they do, then that would be a service dog. And I would have those access rights to be able to go anywhere to fly, things like that. Therapy dogs just help other people feel better. So I go places and they don't do anything in particular. They just get pet. Um, and help other people feel better. So they do not have those access rights. So we have to be invited. So I started the program at the airport. So we were invited in. Um, so I don't just get to take my dogs anywhere that I want to go just because they're therapy dogs. Um, emotional support animals are a little bit different. They don't have any specific training. They don't do anything other than just making their owners feel better. Um, kind of like a therapy dog, but just for their owners. Um, and so they only get that housing right. So if the they live in an apartment that doesn't allow dogs, they are allowed to bring their dog in or their animal. So it could be a cat or a bunny or anything. Um, they do not anymore get uh, flight access. So they used to be able to fly, but they no longer do anymore. Um, so they kind of are, are their own separate little thing that just kind of gets those housing rights, but they're not allowed to go anywhere special like a service dog would either. Got it. Very important clarifying points. I appreciate mm -hmm. you lining that out. Well, thank you so much, Monica. I have learned a lot. I <laughs> have felt like a greater love and passion for like what <laughs> dogs are doing. And I think it's so, so awesome. So thank you so much for, for joining us on this episode. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I'm going to, in the show notes, I will put links to all the different places where you can get in touch with, with Monica. You can learn more about Alliance of Therapy Dogs. You can more learn more about uh, Monica's um, training in particular. If you're in the area that she's in, all, all that good stuff, it'll all be in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with other pup parents because you know they there are certainly more people who want to learn about therapy dogs and, and what they do. So please share it, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And other than that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Yeah.